0: Welcome to the Dream Makers Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Cynthia Santiago Bolbon, therapist, empowerment coach, salsa dancer, travel lover, and entrepreneur. Driven by my deep belief in equity and social justice, I'm on a mission to help co-create a world where all people have the opportunity and right to live their wildest dreams. If you want to learn how to make big life changes, uncover your greater purpose so that you can fulfill your highest potential and intentionally design your best life, then you are in the right place.
1: So today I am so happy and so thrilled to have Kat Lantigua, who's a Dominican-American facilitator and community architect. Dedicated to building spaces that foster soul centered conversations and connections. She's the founder and CEO at Goddess Council and host of Chats with Cat, her podcast. So, Cat, I'm so thrilled to have you. So, first of all, I just have to say this I was actually um, surprised about your age because you're fairly young, right?
2: <laughs> I'm 27, and- yeah. <laughs>
1: And I don't mean that in any kind of negative way. I'm actually very inspired by how many I think young women, younger women, and um, women of color are really going after their their dreams and their deci- desires in a really big way, right? Like this is Dreammaker Circle podcast, and one of the things I'm committed to is highlighting um, people of color and highlighting people that. Are just what we call everyday people, right? We don't, we don't, we don't have a trust fund. We don't come from, you know, money. We don't have sort of all these big opportunities in front of us, and yet we are creating our own opportunities. And so I'm so inspired by that. And when I started uh, cyber stalking you <laughs> to learn more about you in preparation for the interview, I was just like, oh, she's really young, like. You know, she's she's really doing it. And so I just wanted to say that up front that I'm I'm like a, a girl fan over here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um yeah, I, I really do feel like a lot of my peers, a lot of a lot of women that um I look up to are really just trying, you know, like something that I've always tried to do in my within my platforms, whether it was through my writing or the podcast or even within Goddess Council, it's always trying to normalize the fact that we're all, we all have a right to try to attain and create the the reality that we want. And I think for so long, the narrative seemed like that only happened for people that had a lot of access, a lot of access to money and networks and inherited this or inherited that. And, you know, that kind of that, 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 I don't know, like the, perception that it was really just relegated to a, a certain percentage of folks and a lot of those folks were not people of color a lot of these people these gurus these entrepreneurs these founders these all of these people just typically don't look like us and and for a while I've I've always known that there was something inside of me there was always a fire inside of me and I always felt like I was living in like an alternative reality because how could I feel so strongly about something when I didn't know anybody in my life or in my circle or anywhere that I could see that was doing something that I wanted to do. And so I'm, I'm grateful that because of the internet and because we can now see people, even if they're not in our real life doing things, it starts to normalize that. And you start to begin to see yourself and other people, even if these are people you never talked to in your life. And that's what I hoped to, be for other people especially for folks that were my age because I graduated from college and I didn't know what I was doing and I was in this in between and I wanted to be like you know what I'm in this in between and I don't know what I'm doing but I want to document this journey because I have a I have faith and I know that at the end of this I'm going to I'm going to figure it out and I want to document it so that people can see the what it took to get here and so that if they see themselves along the way at any part of my journey they're like, okay, she was here at some point. And even though she might be doing this right now, she was here. So if I'm at at this step, that means that I could achieve whatever it needs to be, whatever I'm trying to do, you know? And so I think that that's kind of always been my inspiration is to just figure it out for myself first and foremost, so I can trust myself and so that I can prove to myself that I can do these things, but also to just like, like sprinkle representation along the way so that people don't feel like how I felt for so long, you know? Yeah, I
1: think that's 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 exactly it, right? And, you know, a lot of people, I think, you know, have concerns about technology and the internet and social media, and I think all those concerns are valid. But I, I, I'm in such agreement with you that in many ways it's opened up the globe to us in ways that we never had access before, right? And has allowed us, you know, even to find each other, right? And to see that, oh my gosh, there are... There are more of us out there. I'm not the only one, right? Nope, I'm not nope. the only one that feels this way or thinks this way or cares about these things. And so that's been, I think, a really powerful like uh breaking of a status quo, right? And shifting paradigms. So, you know, one of the things that I think is really powerful that you've been doing and that really resonates with me, you feel like you feel like like a little sister in in many ways. Just even when you were talking about your 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 experience right now, I was like, wow, that feels like my story in a lot of ways. Right. Beautiful. So you have um, like a deeply feminine approach to healing and joy that I noticed in terms of what you do and you you uh, you started and you are the founder of Goddess Council, which I just love the name. Just the
2: name alone got me excited.
1: <laughs> so can you start by telling us the story about what inspired you to launch Goddess Council?
2: Yeah, I would love to. So one thing that I like to highlight about what I create typically, what I create in the world, it typically starts from a place of wanting to create a solution for something in my life, a problem that I'm noticing in my life. And so to give you the whole story, I had just moved to New York from Miami. I was there, I was back in New York about six months. I was born in the Bronx, grew up in Miami, 24 decided to come back to New York because it just felt like I needed to be back. So I'm there for six months, and um, there's one day where I am about to get on the train. I'm walking down the subway station, down the stairs to the subway station, and I get to the bottom, and I realize that there's a man who was not all there and who was trying to intimidate me as I was coming down, and I felt obviously scared, and I was trying to kind of dodge him and see how I could get away and go onto the station or whatever. Luckily, nothing happened, but at the end of that interaction, I noticed that there was a group of, of young guys that were recording the whole thing because they thought that something was about to happen to me. And I felt so alone and I felt so afraid because I was reminded in the most obvious way, like you are in New York City and you're by yourself right now. And I, I realized in that moment that all I wanted was to hit up my girlfriends and like go somewhere, to go to somebody's house and like go drink some tea and just like regulate myself after that experience. But I didn't have those friends. I didn't have that group of friends in New York that I could go to. And so instead I went home and I really think that this was just the universe, God, whatever, but that energy of fear and loneliness, I just transmuted it into, all right, girl, what are we gonna do about this? Because if this is what life is gonna be like here, then it's not gonna be sustainable and you're gonna probably end up wanting to go back. So if you really wanna make this experience who you want it to be, you have to have a community and you gotta figure this out soon. So I sat at my desk for four hours. I remember just like going through it for four hours and being at the end of it, like, wow, I, I just went into another plane, it felt like. And I sat at my computer and I just did a brain dump. I was like, who do I wanna be with? What kind of women do I wanna be around? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna call ourselves? All of that stuff. And that's the foundation for Goddess Council. Goddess Council was a group chat name that I came up with that was gonna be for my, my friends, them friends that I was gonna manifest. I was like, I'm going to have 10 people in this chat. I'm going to manifest 10 new girlfriends. We're going to just be goddess council. We're going to meet up every week or a few times a month and just like recap each other and just be there for each other. And so I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? So I created a little deck in Canva and I made a little logo, whatever, and I put it on my page. And I said, if this is something that you're looking for, I want to open up my home to you for this potluck. And so that's what happened. We had our first goddess council potluck at my apartment in Brooklyn. And it was two, three other girls, three other women. And so we had that first one and it was like beautiful. It was everything that I wanted it to be. And then I was like, okay, we're gonna do this again next month. And then the next month was, 10 people and i was like okay cool and then as the months kept going more people told their friends and this and that and then it just it couldn't fit anymore in my apartment and then i realized that this was really something that it seemed like a lot of other women were looking for as well i wasn't alone in my feeling like i didn't have friends or i didn't know where to go to and i wasn't alone in wanting to manifest and attract these like women that would make me that would help me evolve into my highest self and so I was like, okay, this needs to be a thing. Like, I think I need to make this a thing. It's just beyond my apartment because clearly I've tapped into something here. And so that's how GC has kind of, that those are GC's roots. And we've evolved obviously now into this business and this organization that um, is, it's, it's a membership platform and we have reached women all around the world. And it's taking form in a way that I would have never, ever, ever, ever seen coming. But um I'm grateful to have kind of had this, this idea and this inspiration, because now I have the community that I always wanted. And now I get to help other people find that community as well. So I'm just really grateful that um, this is how it came to be.
1: That is amazing. I love that story. You know, one of the things I really believe in, um, Kat, is this idea that The universe shows up when we take action, right? And a lot of times people have dreams, but because they don't actually take action on those dreams, nothing happens. And they get kind of frustrated and they feel like, oh, this isn't happening for me, but it's just one step at a time. It's one, and you know, you went home that day and you sat for four hours and did something with that very painful, Mm-hmm. um and traumatic experience, right? And that's often the work that I do with a lot of my clients is like, well, how do we take some of the most negative things that have happened to you? Not that we minimize them or don't give love and light to them, but how do we take those experiences and transform them into something that empowers you, right? And that sounds like what you actually did in that moment. You're like, I'm not just going to sit with this. I'm going to do something with this. And it took care of you and it took care of a problem that you experienced, but it also started taking care of others, right? And that's the, that's the powerful thing when we sit in our in our dreams and we move on things, it doesn't just serve us. It always serves other people. And, you know, one of the things I think that often stands in people's way is that they have things that they have to heal, right? We have to heal from a lot of societally imposed beliefs and things that take us out of like our, our center and even, you know, create like, like a, a suffering and a pain around, whether we can even accomplish something in life, right? And so what did you need to heal in your life to help you start taking action um, and keep growing? What like, in other words, you didn't let the fee or any other thing stop you, you actually started moving. So what did did you need to heal?
2: That's a great question. I've been reflecting on this a lot, because I realized that I don't know where this comes from. I think it may just be part of my personality or my coping mechanism. I'm not sure, but I can't sit in discomfort for too long. I just can't. I when I was in Miami and I was like, this is not what I want anymore. I could once you have, once I had that moment where I was like, this isn't what I want anymore, I had to take action because I quickly devolve. I quickly get depressed. I quickly start to feel really bad about myself when I have a moment where I, when, I, when I know that a change needs to be made and I don't do it. So like me moving to New York, I had the realization in Miami, four weeks later, I was in New York. Uh, I had the realization during this pandemic that New York and Brooklyn just was not serving me anymore. And then within four or five weeks, I moved to Austin. And it feels impulsive and it feels like, oh my gosh, why you move why do you move so quickly or maybe it seems like it just doesn't make any sense but i just i've learned to really 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 trust my gut when it tells me something and i've learned to allow my feelings to surface because when the feelings surface that is like the 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 power that i need to be able to make those really scary decisions you know and i think for a while I didn't trust that 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 knowing that feeling, right? I let a lot of people tell me who to be. I let people tell me when I who I was, uh, who I was supposed to be. Uh, I let them tell me when I was not in accordance when, with their expectations of me, and I let everybody guide me, right? And then it got to the point as I got older and older that I became really frustrated with that self betrayal, with that like, oh, I know that I want to be doing something else, but this is what I need to be doing, or this is what so-and-so asks of me. And so I want to be, I want them to be happy with me. So I'm going to do this. And then I got to the point where it's like, if I continue doing this, I saw very clearly who I was going to become. And I did not want that version of me to exist in this world. And so I had to just take that step. The first, the first really bold move for me was really leaving Miami That was the boldest declaration that I could make to myself at that time that I was going to trust myself. And I really did not have a clear reason for leaving Miami. I didn't have a job waiting for me in New York. I didn't have my podcast. I didn't have GC. I didn't have any of those things. It was just a really intense knowing that if I stayed, I was not going to be myself. And whatever was on the other side was new. And it was worth just going into that newness and figuring out what was going to happen. And so it was just connecting again with my with my intuition and with that knowing that um i think women especially we often are kind of convinced out of and we're born with this like really intense power and this superpower really that is like lives in us and once i reconnected with that power again i was like okay i'm never turning my back on you again
1: i think that's so important you know i i hear women, especially when they first start coming to me, always talking about how do I know that I can trust what I'm feeling, right? How do I, I feel like I am really intuitive, but a lot of times I ignore that inner voice. How do you think you came to trust your voice?
2: I think it started because I've, I've always kind of been like, okay, I don't know what the future holds, but I know what I feel right now. I know what I feel right now. There's one thing that I know for sure. And it's that I am feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling out of alignment with my current reality. And so something needs to happen. I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen after I make a choice, but I know that it's going to be different than now. And if this really feels uncomfortable for me, and I know that this isn't going to lead to anything good, then I would be crazy to expect a different result living in the same circumstance. And I guess I've just been very unapologetic about that because I've always known that whatever lies ahead was beyond me, right? And my, my boyfriend yesterday was like, you love talking about the ancestors. You're always talking about the ancestors. But I truly, truly am always like, my ancestors did not have the choice to go and change their lives and do this thing. And I cannot let fear get in the way of me being able to become the best version of me because this is not just for me. This is literally, I'm like healing my lineage backwards and forwards because now that I'm living in my truth, if I decide to have children, if I decide to even just, you know, be close to my little cousins and like try to guide them, I'm going to come from a place of like, I did this. I'm not, I'm not coming at you from a place of regret or whatever. I need to know that I lived so that I can really move forward feeling like I did this the right way. And so- I always, always, always think about my ancestors. Like when I feel like I'm about to doubt myself or when I feel like I'm about to not do something, I'm always like, girl, you're the first, you're one of the first people to have the choice. You're one of the first people to have the choice and you need to act, you need to act like you know better. And your ancestors worked hard to make sure that somewhere down the line, somebody would have a choice and you need to act in alignment with that. Don't disrespect them and don't disrespect their efforts. And that's how I really came to terms with it.
1: That gets me so excited. I, you know, we don't know each other, we're just meeting for the first time, right? But I um, very much talk about um, our relationship with our ancestors. And for me, that has also been a huge healing component of my life and actually how I started tapping into my own inner voice, but also knowing that I don't walk alone in the world That I have like a whole, I I call a whole squad behind me that is always sort of cheering me on and saying, No, you could do that. No, that don't, that's, that, that looks impossible, but it's not. We got you, right? (laughs) And watch us work on miracles. You just keep taking action, right? Like, seriously, that is something that I so wholeheartedly believe in. And I have had the same experience of literally being in a moment where I'm like, can I really do that? And I feel like I start to hear these whispers of like, of course you can. You come from orators and you come from writers and you come from, you know, government and you come like like literally any question i'm having about what what i could possibly do it's like no we got you we got a whole squad squad back here like who do you need you need you need someone to help you right you need someone to help you speak right like it's just and it's 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 such an amazing feeling but i also really like with you like how could i not when so many of our ancestors gave up so much to just stay alive like they live under the most atrocious conditions and they did not take themselves out they kept living so that we could be here today how do we not show up and 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 as they say you know we're our, our ancestors wildest dreams right like So I just, I just love that you tap into that as well. And, and I, you know, I can't, I can't talk about it enough. Like I keep, I keep saying every, you know, every time a guest mentions ancestors, I'm like, whoa, this is like, (laughs) like, I get so excited because it's such a powerful relationship to have. Right. And, and, and in many ways, what, you know, what colonization, what white supremacy ideology has done is take that relationship away from us and make it evil or wrong or, you know, demonized it. And yet so many, you know, indigenous cultures around the world have honored that relationship because they understand the benefit of it, right? Mm -hmm. So what, like, So that brings me to my next question around, like, what is your philosophy even around building community? Mm. Like, what, you know, what do you believe is an important way, like principles
2: and values, important ways to hold this work for Mm. others? Mm. Beautiful question. I think my, so you know, like how people say, like, your mess is your message, how, When you have struggled with something that's like the thing that you want to make sure you get out there. So others don't struggle with that same thing. For me, growing up feeling incredibly isolated and lonely in my childhood, it's manifested now as me wanting people to not feel lonely and not feel isolated and doing everything that I can to make people, individual people feel seen. And my philosophy with community building and just fostering spaces is I don't focus on the number. I don't focus on the quantity of people. That comes with time and that if it's supposed to, I focus on who is there, who has felt compelled to join and making sure that every individual person is acknowledged, touched, spoken to, whatever. Because I've been in spaces where it's like a collective but nobody saw cat. Nobody asked cat anything. Nobody acknowledged cat, so I'm present, but I'm not seen. And that has always stood out to me as something that I've always been like, that's not what I'm going to do. I want to make sure that every single person is acknowledged by name, is seen for who they are, and that I know details about every person's journey that's going to help me foster this and make sure that this makes sense. So it's like, if I know this detail about this person and they're going through that or they are overcoming that... I know somebody else that's going through that. This could be a good introduction. Or I'm gonna loop in this person because we're talking about the same. You know, I'm always thinking about that because that is truly what makes people feel like they belong. That's what truly makes people feel like they're integrated into the community. They're not just there. And so that's really my philosophy when it comes to to building community and Goddess Council. We've only been like a formal community in terms of like a membership and all of that since September. So it's still still a baby in that context, but we've been building this since 2018. And when when I started to to build everything digitally because of the pandemic and all of that stuff, that was something that I wanted to be incredibly aware of because once you're, you're not with people in person, it's kind of difficult to do that but there's still a way to do it. And there's still an intentionality that needs to be there when you're welcoming somebody into a space, even if it's a virtual space. And I think that that is why our members and like the folks who are with us feel like it's a third space. It feels like it's home. It feels like they can take a deep breath because they don't have to pretend to be anybody else we we know their story because everybody comes in without armor and we're available in a vulnerable way which means that we get to see each other quicker where we go beyond the you know the bs that we kind of sometimes enter spaces with that takes a little longer to get to the core of who we are so it's like everybody's there with the same intentions everybody shows up without armor and we're able to then start doing it, start doing the work, start having the conversations that we can't have in these other spaces, whether it's with family or even with sometimes with our closest friends and we don't feel like they're there with us. We can enter the space and and be who we are. And not everybody's on the same, not everybody's going through the same thing, but there are people in the space who are going through those things at the same time. And so that is what I I, I let lead. I always let let that lead. And I always try to get people to feel as comfortable as possible, as quickly as possible, because then I can see where they are at and I can connect them with with everybody that with the people who make sense to be along with that specific journey. But even in our gatherings and our events and stuff when we're when we're sharing, there's always something that somebody says that's like everyone can agree with, you know, a theme that's coming up or a specific situation. Right now a lot of family themes are coming up, a lot of a lot of our members, a lot of people in our collective are figuring out what's going on with family. I think this year has really got gotten us to see our families from a different perspective. And I think a lot of folks are like, okay, maybe this isn't the person I thought they were. And I'm not going to be in their lives in this way that I thought that I I thought I was and all of that. And that's going on a tangent, but yeah, it's just micro community and intentionality is my go-to with community. And I think Um, given the context of everything going on where a lot of community organizations are popping up and a lot of collectives are popping up, that's the one thing that I would say is like if you wanna have a thriving collective, if you wanna have a thriving community, do not focus on scaling, do not focus on like an amount of people. I think that's important to some extent, but that can't be the thing that leads you because then you forget about the individual and you forget about the fact that there are human beings there that you can impact. And so I let that lead everything.
1: Yeah, that's that's amazing. It's almost like that concept around like people over profit, right? Like you 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 create the the platform that really speaks to people, and they will come. They'll keep coming. You don't have to sort of worry about that piece. Um, so you know, it sounds like an amazing community you're building. And so, what are some topics you cover in the Goddess Council, and how have you seen that benefit your members?
2: Hmm. We've talked about a lot of things, especially this year, right? This year I've been just trying to roll with it and I've let our community tell me what they need. So we've had we have like our core programming, which is like we journal every Wednesday and Friday together in the mornings. We have get it off your chest sessions, which are like venting sessions that are under 15 people, that it's like a confidential session where we just talk about what's on our hearts, what's going on. And then we have like sound bath healing sessions, tarot reading, community tarot reading. We have workouts, we have, what else do we have? We have cooking classes. We have every month is something different, but we have our core programming that's really just allows us to reflect and share in community and to have space held so that we can continue to grow and to talk about things that are taboo to talk about generally or publicly, or not even taboo, but that you just typically don't feel safe talking about with people that are not investing the same, you know, like Brene Brown always says, like, if you're not in the arena, then I don't want to hear what you have to say. And so GC, everybody's in the arena. Everybody wants to show up and make friends. Everybody wants to show up and work on themselves. And so when you have a group of women that are doing that together, it like alchemizes and we just, we create gold, you know, it's whether it's through our book club reflections or whatever. It's like, there's always something that we take away from it that feels like life just got a little easier. We just yeah, that- figured something out together that we now don't have to go through on our own. And so that's really the theme, the general theme and the general takeaway is always that like we're really going at life together and we're hacking the little things together. And um, it creates relief because life is already really hard. And if there's things that could be easier, why not, you know, lean into that? So that's, that's what we do. I love it. It sounds like an
1: amazing community. And, you know, I, we don't really, I say this all the time, we don't really ever do anything alone, right? Like that's part of the, the, the lies we've been fed, like go it alone. You, It's all up to you. Right. And that's not really how it works. I mean, I know I didn't get to where I am alone, yeah. you know, I had mentors along the way. I had community, I had spiritual advisors, all kinds of You know, ways in which I was supported to become who I am and to do the things that I love doing these days. Right. And so I love that you're breaking down those, again, barriers, you know, even in in belief systems that don't serve us. So before we end today, can you tell us um, how our audience can find you, what's coming up next for you and, you know,
2: absolutely where they can find you hanging out at Goddess Council? Yes. So you can find me um, on Instagram. My Instagram is cat.lantigua. My website's going to be relaunching this month. So you, you'll also be able to check my website out. It's Catlantigua.com And then my podcast, it's Chats with Cat, And that's basically where I've been documenting a lot of this journey, like a lot of this journey. I think I have like 90 episodes. So you can check out that. And then with Goddess Council, you can go to our website. It's goddess-council. You can learn about our story and you can check out our membership and see if that's something that you want to participate in. And then you can also head over to our Instagram. It's goddess.council. And that's where we announce all of the things that are happening and also just inspiring and fun content. Kat, I, you
1: know, I could probably talk to you for at least another hour,
2: (laughs) but I try to
1: keep these podcasts to about 30 minutes. I am so appreciative of you and the work that you're doing in the world. I'm so glad Um, that I had the opportunity to interview you. And please, if there's any way I can continue to support what you're doing in the world, let me know. Thank Thank you for being such a wonderful guest today. Thank you
2: for having me, Cynthia.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're ready to start reclaiming your dreams, download my free empowerment guide where I take you through my step-by-step process to start helping you clarify and align with your highest purpose so you can live life on your terms. You can download your free guide at www.dreammakersacademy.com backslash align with your purpose guide.